Let's get it, baby. Coach Jeremy, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, brother. Dude, I'm so grateful to fucking be in this studio. Like I was telling you earlier, it's just really cool to see the space that you've created and just like fully immersing in your mission and your dreams and like creating this container, bro. So I'm excited to fucking flow and talk about whatever you want. I'm excited too. And you know, I have to, first of all, before we even dive in, applaud your patience. I canceled on you maybe 12 times <laughs> uh, trying to schedule this pod. And I think it speaks a little bit to just, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to like the attention to detail. Now there's still, I'll still say there's a few things that are not perfect or to my liking, but I think that this episode needs to happen and it was meant to happen today. I'm going to share a little bit about who you are to those who don't know. Coach Jeremy is the founder of Microdosing Mastermind. Um, he helps hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people heal their brain holistically. And I love your approach to all of it uh, with, with medicine, with, with, with mushrooms, with ayahuasca, with awakening and and channeling in your your inner self and and who you are as a person you're somebody you're one of the most tapped in people i know one of the most the one of the closest people who has uh, not achieved but come close to a path of enlightenment while still existing in the reality that we exist in today so we're definitely going to dive into a lot of that but I want to first start off this podcast by talking about how'd you even get into all of this, man? Like, what was the first like catalyst, the moment where you're like, yo, I need to, I need to do this. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. So I'll give you like a couple important points on the journey. I was always the scrawniest, skinniest fucking kid growing up. Like literally, bro, like in pictures, when I was not wearing a shirt, you would see my ribs. It was like, like really skinny. Yeah. Didn't matter, matter how much I ate. Um, so when I was 17, I was like, fuck, like I need, I need to start lifting. Right. And then I started just going to the gym consistently. I saw results. I was like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. And then just kept doing that through college, studied business. And then when I moved to Miami, when I was 24 or 25, I finally like pursued a personal training certification. And I was like, okay, cool. Like there's a lot of people I can help with these tools. And then when I started working with clients, naturally they were starting to ask me a lot of fucking questions about like nutrition and breath work and all these things. And I was like, okay, there's so many different rabbit holes to explore. And I just was curious as fuck. And I just went down all these rabbit holes, did all these certifications um, to really optimize my performance my potential so I could help others do the same and then I would say for sure the most pivotal shift in my journey in my life up until now has been sitting with ayahuasca for the first time in Peru July 2018 like there's such a clear shift in the trajectory of my life since that moment and we can dive deeper into that but like the last five or so years has really been a manifestation of that experience and continuing to just explore the subconscious, continuing to explore what it means to actually like live on purpose and live in alignment and live a life that is filled with joy, presence, 
connection. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's been it's been a fucking journey. Beautiful, man. You didn't just wake up one day though and just decide to go to Peru and and, and do ayahuasca though. No. What led to that, man? What were I mean? I know you know you're you're saying obviously a trainer and you tapped in with the physical with the you know nutritional obviously the spiritual but like what like because uh, for those who don't know maybe you want to give a first brief description as to what ayahuasca yeah. even is right yeah, sure. but like that's not something i find and you know you might have a different opinion on this but it's not not the everyday person seeks out going on this journey of self-discovery with uh with something like that so like how did that happen man? how'd that come about yeah yeah it was Dude, I remember it so distinctly. So I was back in my house in California and I was like going for a walk in the neighborhood and I was supposed to go to Costa Rica in less than two weeks for this yoga teacher training. And it was just this clear divine download, bro. It was like, you need to cancel that trip and go to Peru and sit with ayahuasca. Mm. I had been like researching it and like interested in it for a few months. And one of the things that they say is like, you don't find ayahuasca Mm. ayahuasca like calls you and it's really like are you going to answer that call and i was like oh shit dude this is that moment that they're talking about so i literally canceled the fucking yoga teacher training um i researched places in peru do i find a place that has good reviews and like seems like it's been doing this work for a while they have a good reputation which is extremely important whenever diving deep into something like this and Bro, like two weeks later, I flew out there and the moment, like where I was at in my life was just kind of this moment where I was like, dude, I have so much fucking potential. I was like, I know I'm born to do something massive and I feel like I've hit this wall. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've become stagnant. And if I allow that to happen, like I'm never going to fully step into what's possible. Mm -hmm. So I get there, bro. And the first day, like before the retreat starts, we all meet at like their little retreat center and we have to drink gallons, bro. Like I'm not even shitting you. It was gallons of volcanic water, which is like super salty. It's rich in all these different minerals, but basically what it does is it makes you purge everything. Mm. So like the whole goal was to go into the first ayahuasca ceremony basically as like a clean vessel. Mm. So I drank this volcanic water. Just imagine 15 strangers. They're all in like porta potties next to each other, shitting their brains out, (laughs) fucking drinking volcanic water. And like, you basically have to drink until you're gone. Like until everything has left you. Yeah. It was one of the most uncomfortable things. And then, bro, the first night, like it was, the first night was just, the first night, everything changed. Like I did two ceremonies there, but the first night, like I got everything I could ever ask for. And in the middle of the ceremony, I get a tap on my shoulder and it's fucking Nicki Minaj, bro. And it's Nicki Minaj and it's Nicki Minaj. And she goes, yo, Jeremy. And I'm like, Nicki? And she's like, she's like, yeah, yo, like, I just want to let you know, I've been watching you. And I see you. And she's like, I want to put you on my Instagram live for 30 minutes. And you can say whatever you want to say. Whatever message you feel called to share, I want to give you my platform. And I'm like, for real, Nikki? And the funny thing is, bro, 
I fucking do not like Nicki Minaj's music. <laughs> no, like to be to be honest, there's like a few songs she's on with Drake, and I would always just cut through her part oh of the song. God, so it was really strange, bro. <laughs> so, anyways, I get this download. It's Nicki. I, I I can't pass up this opportunity. So, in my experience, right, everyone is purging. Everyone's going through their shit, dude. I literally just start channeling and mm -hmm. speaking as if I'm on this Instagram live with Nicki Minaj. And I have no idea exactly what I said in that moment, but you're not usually supposed to talk out loud in ceremonies because it like distracts people from right. their experience. Okay. But basically fast forward like three or four hours later when everyone was finished with their ceremony and we were all like in the kitchen, just having a little bite to eat and talking about some of the shit that came up for us. Dude, eight or nine of the 15 people came up to me and they're like, bro, those words that you said were absolutely life-changing for me. Mm. Like they completely shifted my perspective and got me out of such a tough moment. And they were just so fucking grateful. And I was like, wow, bro, my voice is powerful as fuck. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it was literally that moment where I was like, wow, like I cannot play small. Mm -hmm. I went back. I started my podcast from a closet. I didn't have a studio like this. I started taking content creation more seriously. And I was like, I want to start sharing my truth. I want to start inspiring other people to tap into their highest potential. Mm -hmm. And it would have never happened without that first experience with Nicki Minaj. That's incredible, man. I mean, you know, people are going to uh, kind of obviously get a kick out of it. I love that. But like on the serious note, the what came out of it is incredible because i mean fast forward uh, you, you know however many years later you're you have such a massive audience i mean on tiktok it's almost 1.5 million um on on instagram you're absolutely crushing it all over like you but it's not even just about the sheer numbers it's about like the individual impact you have on so many people's lives and in your mastermind group i mean i've met people who i did not know would know you Right. And, and I've been like, yeah, where'd you get these? Where'd you get these beautiful chocolates, you know, that that, you know, people get as a part of your mastermind. Um, and I'm like, oh, I got it from my good buddy, Coach Jeremy, you know, and that's like, Jeremy, that's where I got mine. Like, I'm like, oh, this is really cool and, and very, very interesting to hear how much impact you have on so many people. But I feel like that can't even begin to describe like I can't ever know the amount of people you're helping you know, quit their addictions to um, horrible, um, you know, you know, vices and, and horrible things that are damaging their bodies. But then also like what then the ripple effect with those people are then going to go do for other people. Right. Like, you'll never know how much impact even a conversation like this could have. So I feel grateful to be sitting with you here today, man. Yeah. I feel grateful to call you a good friend, a brother of mine. You know, we've obviously gotten to know each other a little bit in this last year. I've moved to Miami, but I want to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, if someone goes and checks out your social media right now, they might put you in a very narrow box of someone who is, you know, you have these very um, opinionated takes on 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 health and, and the right. pharmaceutical industry and poisonous chemicals that we're ingesting, inhaling and just consuming in a day-to-day -day basis, right? And people might think that you're just, um, you might you might be doing that just for views or for to, to shock value or whatever, but 
knowing you, bro, like, and and seeing you yell at me for having a, a plastic bottle at a football field or, to you know, telling me to put the fucking vape down while we're at dinner or something like that. Th one, those types of things, man, you are everything that you show on social media. I, there's no difference, right? So talk to me about how you went from having this kind of calling and this mission, right? To actually going and executing it in this real world. And the reason I ask the question like this is I know a lot of spiritual people and people who meditate a lot and are tapped in and are understand a lot of what you're speaking about and resonates with them, but they don't follow with action to go help other people do that. They might one-to-one -one have a conversation here and there, but they're not taking the megaphone and sharing it with the world. Talk to me about how you got there. Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, first of all, it's so funny because like you mentioned at the beginning, you know, and I appreciate the kind words you said, like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the more tapped in people that you know. It's so interesting, man. And we see it right outside in our backyard, right at like South Point. And just you see this interesting mix of spirituality right? And, and then there's like the material wealth of Miami, mm -hmm. right? And, and I think one of the, I think one of the biggest things that many spiritual people misunderstand is that creating wealth, creating impact is one of the greatest acts of spirituality you can do, mm -hmm. right? Because for me, living in my purpose, sharing my passions, my gifts with the world, is the greatest expression of being spiritual, mm. right? And the more the more resources I have, the more the more wealth I create, the more impact, the more love I'm able to pour into the community, into the world as a whole. So I think it's really funny how so many spiritual people are like, give them all material things. Yeah, like go sit a, in a mountain and meditate. Right. All it's day. like yeah. It's like it's like a lot of spiritual people are under the impression that money is the root of all evil. Mm. When in reality, you need money in many instances if you want to create a massive impact in the world. Mm. So that's something that I felt like people might need to hear and be reminded, right? Um, but dude, going back to going back to like these plant medicines and, and mushrooms, like for me, health and content creation and entrepreneurship are all the same fucking game, mm. right? You have to cultivate self-awareness and understand yourself. Most importantly, you need to know what your insecurities are. Mm. Where are your blind spots, right? For me, the reason I wasn't creating content before was because I was too concerned about the opinions of other people. I was addicted to external validation. And it wasn't until I became so confident and myself mm -hmm. and my message that I was like, yo, I know what I'm saying is the truth. Mm. And I know this truth is going to help liberate so many people. Wow. Of course, I'm not going to, I'm not going to please everyone. I don't want to fucking please everyone. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. no one who is a world changer is going to please every fucking person. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King pissed off people. Gandhi pissed off people. Rosa Parks pissed off people. Jackie Robinson pissed off people. More people who have made impact pissed off people. And like, I love pissing off people. I don't put out my message for that purpose, mm -hmm. but 
you know, people need to wake their ass up. And naturally, like if people want to stay asleep, like that's cool. Like night, night, you know, if you need NyQuil to take that night sleep, like that's fine. But like, man, I rather just live. I'm, I'd rather just live knowing like, yo, I'm just, I'm just being authentic as fuck. And most people spend their whole life actually putting on a mask, trying to impress other people and make them think that they're this type of way. I'd rather just come at you 100% myself. Like, like you said, when you see me in person, when you see me on a fucking video, like I'm the same fucking person. Exactly. Like, like I'm the same fucking person. So like, like, man, that's just the only way I, I could imagine living life. I can't imagine you ever not being the confident dude that I know today. Right. Uh, you know, the, the dude I know and love and, and that so many people do. But, uh, you know, it must have been a lot of work, like, like to overcome that insecurity that I feel like all of us have. Yeah. When we pull out our phone and we make a story or we do something and we're like, ah, I didn't like how I looked on this one or I didn't like how I ummed here or I odd here or I stuttered on this word or I throw a filter on like you know it's like so much of of our culture is so much um anchored to the validation of others how do you like specifically what work did you do to overcome that and get to a point where i mean now you're posting like multiple times a day on multiple platforms not giving a fuck like honestly oh, by the way we on we on fucking we we taking over facebook reels i don't know if you guys are on that shit but like We've been crushing yeah? reels. The organic reach is insane. Nice. Um, Good to hear. But yeah, anyways, man, really, it it I would say like, I would say first of all, this is why it's so important to actually spend time sitting with yourself. Most people are addicted to distraction in the form of porn, in the form of weed, in the form of partying, in the form of watching Netflix in the form of listening to podcasts. And that whole time that they're always doing, they're actually resisting being, being with themselves. And that's where all the magic happens, bro. So for me, like journaling has been very important. Journaling has been so important for me. And it's like really becoming aware of who, who, who am I trying to please by doing something? And, and if it's not really coming from that authentic place, I need to always check in with myself. And a great example of that, bro, to be honest, is like when I first started posting on TikTok and I was doing these grocery store videos, dude, I never thought those videos would like, people would watch them. I remember the first one, it was like the most basic fucking video. It was like, someone commented like, what does low vibration foods mean? So I went to the store, I was already shopping for groceries and I was like, let me just reply to this. And I was like, Doritos, Coca-Cola, like, these are low vibration. It was like basic ass shit. And it got like 800,000 views. And then there's more questions I kept answering. And like all of a sudden, like all these nutrition videos were taking off. People were knowing me as the fucking grocery store guy. I was like, <laughs> like, there's no way I'm going to be known as the motherfucking grocery store guy, bro. So, um, no, nah, like, like, but I realized I was a slave to the algorithm at that time, mm -hmm. like a year and a half, two years ago. Like I knew those videos would hit. So I was like, oh, awesome. Like, let me just keep doing them, right? Because the dopamine but, and, and everything and you feel validated as well that, hey, the message is working in this format. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I had to take a step back because I was like, yeah, I'm passionate about nutrition. It's super important if we want to be the best version of ourselves. 
but it's just a small sliver, mm. right? Yeah, it's like not the whole pot. Exactly. And it all comes down to, it all comes down to really like, it sounds very cliche, but this game of life comes down to self-love. Mm. It's like, if you can actually cultivate that love for yourself, unconditional love for yourself, where it's like, yo, I really am completely okay with my business having a down month or these videos not performing as well as I'm used to or whatever it may be. And just like really accepting that and, and understanding that that setback is going to be a platform to just take off to a different stratosphere. Like it comes down to self-love. And when you love yourself, you're going to eat the highest quality foods. You're going to surround yourself with the highest quality people. Mm -hmm. And you're going to put out content. You're going to create in a way that actually like aligns with your soul. Mm. Right. And like, dude, so many people, I was just thinking about this today. Like I, I was, I had to, um, I was just like organizing my phone on this flight today and, um, I got Wi-Fi, and I just went on Instagram, dude. And I was just like, I, I went to my, the people I'm following. I just started unfollowing a fuck ton of people, dude. Like so many people yeah. put out content that provides zero fucking value. And it's so self-serving. Like it's so self-serving. Like they're doing it to make themselves look good or to make themselves appear a certain type of way. Well, you know? you're sensitive to more than just like when you get past like, eating well and, and consuming better, uh, you know, foods and uh, fitness and all that stuff you get to the next level of like what's my information diet and what am i letting in to my mind into my soul into my being because that energy is always being transferred whether it's through a screen or you meet someone in person you feel that energy you can like and you actually take it in i feel it sometimes too and that's like in a weird way like that purge you kind of did that purge it's kind of like yeah. the same thing like you just had to clean out your system from like that consuming those types of people's energy in a way like that's really what an unfollow is right and like you people could take it personal or whatever but it's like you're just protecting your peace in a way right so that's really cool man i, I like how you do that and on that point by the way people people really gotta hit the unfollow button in real life too mm. like if there's someone in your life that you no longer align with that yeah. isn't contributing towards your growth your level of peace, like your level of joy, fucking delete them from your life. Like sometimes it can be hard, mm -hmm. but like, man, our time and energy is so precious, but some, sometimes we just give that shit away so freely. And um, I think it's great for people to do like an audit of who they're following online and like in real life, Yeah. right? And, and unfollow the people that aren't serving your growth and your highest self. And, you know, we, we all get 24 hours. I know it's cliche. We all talk about it, right? But it's like, who are you spending that time with, right? Do, doing that audit has been one of the most important things I've ever done in my entire life. And it's raised the level of me of everything that I do. Mm. The people I surround myself by, and I know it's cliche, the five people, whatever, that whole thing, right? But there is some truth to it, right? The people that you're around, you're going to soak in their energy. They're going to soak in yours. And you're going to either grow together or you're going to be at the pub every week, uh, you know, crushing IPAs and talking about like what you got at Costco, right? Like if that's like the life that you want right. to have. I mean, Toxic ass shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like as someone who escaped the matrix in, a, in one way at least, 
you know, from being a slave working a nine to five job for the federal government of Canada. I left that a few years ago now. It's been almost three years I've left that. And I've been able to tap in in my own way, maybe not as spiritually or maybe not having done as much of the self-work as I'd love to, you know, and, and maybe not as much um, intentional things like the retreats and the microdosing and that type of stuff. But I'm so curious about it. And I know a lot of people are just like me, kind of sitting on the fence, trying to improve their life by cutting out something slowly and you're making small changes, right? Not as, as rapid. What do you, what advice do you have for that person like me, who's, you know, kind of like exploring this stuff and wanting to try it? Do you suggest getting into microdosing? Do you suggest starting off with journaling or like, what do you, what do you, where do you start with people? Yeah, no, it's a great question. First of all, like going back to that point of like social media and who you're following, how many people, I would say, I would say legitimately 80% of people first thing in the morning, grab their phone while they're still in bed and go on social media. They're literally letting a stranger on a screen in their fucking bedroom, yeah. right? Like, do you understand? So yeah. Do you understand that energy exchange? Like, you've got to cut that shit out. Yeah. So first point is like, turn your phone on airplane mode. First thing in the morning, first 60 minutes. I don't care what you do, anything that's going to support your energy levels, your body's biology. So like getting morning sunlight, right? Hydrating with high quality water, you know, tapping into some breath work, like oxygenating your blood is going to be massively important. For me, journaling has always been a staple. It just helps me create more clarity. It helps me organize all of the madness of my mind. And, and then usually just honestly messaging my family and just letting them know that I fucking love them. Like that's literally how my first 60 minutes look. Mm. And it doesn't need to look like that for everyone, but find those things that cultivate your inner peace and that are going to create momentum for the rest of your day. I think that's the most important thing is like, I can go over certain principles that apply to basically everyone. But when it comes to certain things, it's like, you have to have that self-awareness, right? Like you have to know, like, like, what are the levers that are going to move the needle for you? Mm. Right. And, and we can talk about some of those. Um, I definitely don't recommend microdosing right off the bat or like doing those things before you have other areas addressed. Mm. Right. Because microdosing ayahuasca, these are serious compounds. They're not magic pills. So if you eat like shit, if you sleep like shit, if you're chronically stressed, if you have all of these unaddressed traumas and emotional wounds and you just expect a plant medicine or fungi to just fix everything right like that's not how it works right so it's all about taking time to sit with yourself and this is something i've struggled with for most of my life is actually being still with myself no distractions and seeing what comes up mm. what feelings and emotions travel through my body what recurring thoughts continue to ruminate. These are the things for me that have been most valuable because they were the most challenging, quite frankly, they're fucking uncomfortable. Like doing hard workouts, you know, doing the ice bath, like for me, that shit has become very second nature. The thing that's been more challenging is actually sitting with myself, 
and allowing myself to feel and process whatever comes up without resisting any of it. Mm. Yeah. I think that's something that I struggle with a lot as well. Like I will do the things, right? I will sit in the sauna, I'll, I'll do this and that. But then sometimes just sitting alone with my thoughts for even 10 minutes, I'll find myself like, Dude, it's gotta have been like 30 minutes by now, bro. Like I'll go check my phone or something. It's like three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, bro. Like, but it's that's the thing about infinite games versus finite games, right? Mm. There's so many things that we're so conditioned in this culture in particular, where it's like win or lose. It's like a binary. It's like you know, you do the thing and you get an outcome or not, right? And and these types of things, you know, the more uh, you know, tapping in and being present and breathing, even fucking breathing. How many people do you know in a day actually like consciously focus on their breath? Right, bro. Right? Like, nice. and, and you're breathing how many times in a day, right? 25,000. That's like, that's actually crazy. And I, how many of those breaths are you taking intentionally? I guess a lot of people are not, are not taking very many. And so that, along with all the other things that people feel like they need to do in life, like, it's like almost the answer is, it's the opposite of doing more. It's actually doing less. Facts. Right? Like 1,000%. Yeah. I was just telling my girl this, like, this past weekend. One of the things, like, she helped me really realize is, like, bro, like, most of the shit that we're doing doesn't even fucking matter. I know. So, so, so I, I was like really checking in with myself and I was like auditing my day from waking up to going to bed. Like how much of the shit that I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis actually matters? Mm -hmm. How much of this shit that I'm doing every day should I actually be doing? Mm -hmm. How much of this could I like delegate to someone else or could I completely just eliminate, right? And it does require being real with yourself. And most people... The same people who get triggered by my videos are the same people who are never going to sit with themselves because mm. they don't want to actually discover the truth, mm -hmm. right? Most people fear the truth yep. because when you fear, when, when you, when the thing is, when you realize the truth, you realize like, oh shit, like I have to make changes, right? Like I have to take action. Like, and most people don't want to do that. And that's why 99% of people settle for a fucking mediocre life, bro. They're not willing to actually sit with themselves and realize like, Oh, maybe being vegan isn't actually the healthiest thing for my body or even the planet. Mm. Maybe I could start having some eggs or some wild caught salmon and optimize my brain health. Maybe that would actually make me a nicer person. Imagine that. But people are so stuck in their dogmas, dude. Yeah. People are just addicted to their fucking dogmas. Their ideologies. And they, they dig their heels in. And they even if deep down they know that, well, there could be some validity to the other side, very few people have the open mind enough to be like, hey, like, maybe this person's right. I, I'll give a very clear example of how Coach Jeremy actually helped me out and tremendously changed my life. He was one of the only people. And, like, I'm not going to lie on this podcast. Like, very few people call me out. Right. Uh, maybe it's my stature, maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but people are maybe intimidated and I have very few people I can count on my one hand how many people in my life actually call me out on things. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love it when people do, right? Because it's so refreshing. But, you know, we kind of alluded to it before, but like, I was vaping like a, like a little baby. Like I was just hitting this 
thing when I moved to Miami because I'm like, that's fine. It's better than smoking a cigarette. It, you know, it's not that bad. Like, whatever. Like, and then I found myself hitting it, like, yeah. constantly. Yeah. And then I knew it was a problem. And I, I was in denial about it, right? But then you called me out. You're like, dude, get that shit out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Take that shit out of you. What are, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, what kind of uh, uh, you know seed oils are you putting into the fibers of your lungs? And I'm just like, bro, I don't even. I don't, I'm sorry, man. Put it away. Like, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, bro. But bro, that was one of the things that led me to quitting, and I never touched one again. And like, we're now in May. The last time I hit one was December 31st, and I'm never gonna hit one again, bro. So that's the type of thing, though, is like having that awareness to, you know, look within and and know things are not perfect. But at the same time, it's good to have some external people that yeah. you can trust, like shake you up and be like, hey, motherfucker. Like, yeah. and, and that's how, how I view your content. Your content is, hey, motherfucker, like, yeah. wake up. What are you it's doing? Like, it, it all comes back to self-love, right? Exactly. Because if you really fucking love yourself like actually love yourself dude mm. you don't want to be fucking hitting that adult pacifier you want <laughs> nothing to do with that toxic poison yeah it doesn't align with your highest self yeah right but we all sometimes resort back to these inferior habits that are part of our subconscious programming mm -hmm. so it becomes challenging to remove some of these things and sometimes you just need a fucking homie to just wake you up and be like dog like, you're better than that, bro. Yep. You're fucking better than that. Absolutely. And yeah. there's a lot of moments in my life where I've had people do that, but that doesn't happen if I'm the type of person who digs my heels in and say, well, dude, you don't know, like, show me a study, like, vaping's fine. Like, if I'm, like, if I'm attached to this identity of somebody who is fine with that or it's not a big deal or, like, I mean, vaping's a dumb example because everyone knows it's shitty, yeah. but, like, let's say alcohol or or any vice and thing that we know is bad for us, right? That's one of those things where you also have to have that space with yourself to be like, hey, like, I could have 50 Coach Jeremy's tell me that, but if I don't want, if I don't love myself and I don't want to make that change, I'm not going to go and yeah. actually do it. So I think that's a really big takeaway is that, that self-audit coming from a place of self-love mm. and then, and then, taking the real world actions to actually execute on it. I, I love that, man. And by the way, by the way, like, especially for the dudes who are listening and watching this, like, understand, understand, really let this one sink in. If you're constantly hitting the vape or you're numbing yourself with alcohol, you're going to attract people who accept those things, mm. who are also likely doing those things, right? So your friends are probably going to be low life losers. You're going to attract women who tolerate a mediocre man, bro. You don't want to be with a woman who tolerates a mediocre man because then you're going to be fucking mediocre. Mm. You're not going to be the fucking king that you're born and destined to be, dog. So we take that vape out your head, <laughs> take the drink out your cup, yeah, and we fill you up with some high-quality water served in glass. Look at my boy Deep doing it well, dog. Cheers to that, bro. Cheers, Cheers to that, bro. Cheers to that. Yo, we out here. One of the next things I kind of wanted to talk to you about was, yo, why'd you, why Miami? Oh. You, you know, you were out on the other coast. What brought you here, man? Wow. Damn. Now, I, I don't think, like, I don't even know, like, when the last time someone asked me that was. Like, I, I genuinely can't remember. So, basically, man, 
you know, I was fucking end of 20, it was 2014. And I was working at what I thought was my dream job in California. I was working for the Oakland A's baseball team. I like grew up going to games, idolizing the team, idolizing the players. I was like, one day I'm going to own that team. I'm going to be the GM of that team. We're going to win a World Series, right? I got a job after college doing sales and marketing. I was like, yo, like I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then um, <laughs> something unfortunate happened that led to my sudden firing. Uh, and I got fired from that job. And then like 48 hours later, um, I found out the girl that I was dating at the time was cheating on me the entire time. Like some filthy shit too, bro. She was getting gang banged by like the whole basketball team at her college. Like it was some disgusting shit, bro. <laughs> anyways, 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 good times. Then I was like, I, I had like a moment where I was like, where I was like, yo, yo, like there's nothing here for you anymore. The two things you had, like this girl and this job, like are gone. Uh huh. So what are you going to do about it? You feel me? And I was like, I was like, I want to make a change. I'm 24. Mm -hmm. I'm young as fuck. Like the time is now. Right. And I had a friend who lived in Boca at the time. Okay. And I was like, yo, I'm going to come visit. We spent time in Miami beach. And I was like, yo, I really fuck with Miami beach. And I called my dad. I was like, yo pops, I think I'm moving here. I went back to Cali, packed up my Honda CRV and like drove cross country and made the move. Nice man. So you yeah. drove across country. Yeah. Crazy man. Well, a lot to unpack there for sure, man. But I think the biggest takeaway is <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep it together. It's okay. <laughs> the biggest takeaway, bro. The biggest takeaway. <laughs> the biggest takeaway is really like, oh my god, bro. Really like, like really be conscious of red flags. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. There's so many red flags because I knew you were going to try and like say something that wasn't the gangbang. <laughs> but we all know. We all know. Right? It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Um, so, so, anyways. So, anyways. Um, no, dude, it was so funny because, like, man, just to like actually harp on that for a second, there's so many red flags mm. in this relationship. But I was so young and naive, and I was just like blinded by beauty. I was like, oh, I was like, eh, that's yeah. cool, yeah. you know. And I'm just a like a nice dude. Like I'm just like, and I'm a pretty like, like I, I'm I'm pretty trusting person, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I just am gonna assume the best until like you prove me wrong, right? Um, and I was proven wrong. Yeah. So be I mean, aware I, of the I right. Mean, how'd you find out, bro? Actually, it's crazy. So like. So, so I was getting, um, I, I remember getting a text, I think. So it was like before social media. I, I remember getting a text from her ex and he was telling me, he's like, yo, you got to watch out for her. She's like a fucking hoe. She's like sleazy as fuck. And I was like, bro, you just tripping. Like, like get over this shit. You feel me? Like, just like leave us alone. Like that type of energy. Mm -hmm. And then I found out. Um, I found out, how did I actually find out? It all just like came crashing down right. on the girl. Um, yeah, it just came crashing down. I can't, it's, it's, it's just like, we don't, we don't have to dive in. Oh no, I can't even no. remember. I can't even remember like the details, but dude, honestly, I'm like 23, 24 is right. like, it, it was, um, it's crazy though. It's crazy. Like 
I look back now with the knowledge and wisdom I have, and I look back at like her, I'm like, dude, she had so many like childhood traumas, like from her childhood, from being adopted, like from all of these different things. So she was always seeking validation mm. and attention from men. Mm. So she was addicted to that, right? right? And if you're addicted to something, you're going to find a way to get that addiction in, right? You yeah. know it with vaping. It's like, yo, you told me, right? You told me the moment that you realized you had a real problem, right? was when you were on a <laughs> Zoom call for, for a meeting with business and like you would turn your camera off to rip the vape. And I guarantee there's a motherfucker watching right now who does the same shit. Yeah. And if that's you, yo, yo. You got a problem. Yeah, 100%, man. So it's good you recognized it, bro. It's good you recognized it. Um, yeah, and we, we won't give any more energy to, um, to, to non-deserving people. No, absolutely, man. But, you know, the bigger point is it was a, it was a catalyst moment, and it made you want to change your environment rapidly, drive across the country, and start this journey, man. So that's, that's a crazy story, man. But what does Miami mean to you today? Man. I'll give you like the PG-13 version. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For me, dude, I mean, Miami, like, by the way, I think there's a huge difference between Miami and Miami Beach. Mm. 100%. Like, I could only live on the beach. Yeah. Like, I don't get me wrong. Miami is a great city compared to the rest of the world, but I don't personally fuck with Miami that much. Like, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I was in Brickell. Can't tell you the last time I was in Wynwood. Can't tell you the last time I was fucking in edgewater like don't get me wrong they're cool like they're nice if that's what you're into but i love miami beach because dude like look at this bro like just look at this expansiveness i love obviously the lifestyle i love the weather i love that i don't need a car and i'm able to bike everywhere i love that i'm able to surround myself with other high level leaders doing cool shit right because for me like i need that type of energy in my life and I also love the fact that um, I just love the fact that that it's it's bro, there's such good community here. And um, for me, like I don't really party at this point in my life. I don't really need any of the other things. Um, I just love the lifestyle, and it's dope. Like it's close to Central and South America. It's close to Europe, somewhat. For me, Miami Beach is home. Like, it's home. It's always going to be home. And, um, yeah, man, it's it's special. It's incredible, man. And, like, you know, as, as guys who move from Canada in cold climate, I could tell you right now it is night and day difference in just how happy I am every day. I feel silly being sad. I actually feel like I'm like, bro, like, shake, shake it off. Or, like, any other emotion other than, like, I just feel I'm joyous. I feel amazing. To just soak in the sun. I can go to the beach. It's five minutes to the beach. I can go here. I can go there. You know, Soho House, having those types of things. You go to the standard. I've gone to anatomy, like the boxing gyms. I got to get you to the standard. So many cool, amazing spots where you can find your community and feel good and safe. And I love it here, man. The, everything about it is such an amazing experience. But I also want to talk. By the way, you. though, by the way, by the way. If you happen to not be feeling amazing, it's okay. 
That's also okay. All of those other emotions are very valuable as well. So if you are feeling a little resistance, if you're feeling some anger, if you're feeling some fucking guilt, some shame, whatever is coming through, bro, just let yourself feel it. Don't judge yourself for it. It's all part of this human experience. Oh, it happened to me yesterday. So I hadn't, I didn't sleep much the night before, but I still had to crush everything that I had to crush in a day. Went to the gym and man, like, you know, when the weights just feel heavier, yeah. every rep is just like, you're kind of going through the motions. <laughs> you know, it's not, not your best lift. Like, whereas other days it's like the opposite. You're like, bro, this shit, I'm, I'm like, I'm like into it. Right. Yesterday was one of those days where I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna get through this and do it anyways, but not my best performance. But, and I kind of cut my workout a little bit shorter than I normally would. I just went for a walk. And this is why I will say that like Miami Beach is superior because all I did was just go walk along uh what's that what's that bridge called where the standard is? The Venetian? Yeah, the Venetian one. And just just went for a walk and I still was feeling like shit, wasn't feeling too good. But then like fifteen minutes go by, twenty minutes, forty minutes go by, and I'm just walking with no aim. Just no music playing, nothing, just walking around, hearing the birds and the water and stuff, and I'm like I feel fucking amazing. And this, like you said, let the emotion pass. I'm not trying to tell anyone not to feel things. <laughs> like yeah. that's the last thing I'd want to say on this podcast. Um, but yeah, just, just the self-awareness, it always kind of comes back to that. What I was saying before. I have is, a question for you actually though. Cause yeah. like you obviously played football for most of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of football that's just so fucking primal. Right. And like, you're really able to, take out any sort of like anger or fucking resentment that you have on the person across from you. So when football was removed from your life, what is an outlet now that you have for anger to let out frustration? Like what, what's something that you do? Well, I'll answer the question, but I'll tell a little story of how I got to this. Cause if I just answer the question, it's going to sound like, I stopped playing football and I picked something else up. Right. It was a big fucking crazy exactly. days before I got to this today. And, you know, when I stopped football, like I, I, so much of my identity was tied to being a football player. Yeah. Like this guy plays football. He's known. They see my body. They see my play. They like, I'm, I embody what it is to be like a linebacker or a tight end or whatever. I was always on the field. I played both sides and I was even the long snapper. I literally never got off the field. So I was like a solid player too. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I was solid. Um, when that was taken away from me, I say taken away because injuries and crazy shit. It didn't get to play at a higher level. I had an identity crisis, bro. I'm like, I don't, well, now what? Yeah. Like, sure, I do all right in school. Sure, like all this other stuff. But none of that stuff excites me. Mm. It's just stuff that I feel like I got to do. Right. I right? go to school, get a job, do whatever that's all like whatever you just have to do it but football was when i was present and i was on the field and i was with my brothers and i had camaraderie and discipline and there's a million amazing things that i got from playing that sport and that's where i became a leader and that's where i became who i am today right but once i was taken away from me i'm like fuck, what do i do now and bro i gained like 85 pounds maybe you know they talk about like the freshman 15 I was like the freshman 50 and then more in second year. And I had ballooned up to like 310 pounds, bro. And like for context right now, I'm like 255, 260. 
but like it was a different like weight. Like that, I was like, and you um, you were like obese. I was yes, I was super fat. I, I yeah. was yeah, bro. Can you imagine if Coach Jeremy met the oh old deep? My God, three hundred ten down deep, dog. You would have did. So so I had to go through a journey and a transformation of my mindset and sit with my own thoughts and transform everything, not just in how I'm eating and training and stuff like that, but in my relationship with myself and loving myself. And so those types of things, when you talk about it, I'm like, man, I have been through it in my own way. But that outlet was still always missing, man. I trained so intense. I do so many things. And I never felt like that feeling of just fucking tackling the shit out of someone and like <laughs> popping their helmet off and getting up and having the glory it was you talk shit too i was not a shit talk. you were not no nah, no nah, i i let my play do I'm most of the talking talker. um i've seen it dog <laughs> play it on the fucking field and pick up game but anyways um long story short uh, after that journey and after losing the weight and after getting back in shape and and everything and fixing the physical things you know I still needed that outlet and luckily in this past uh, few years I've found martial arts and kickboxing, boxing, Muay Thai, those types of things are my outlet. Those things uh, I feel it will never be my first love of football, right? That'll always be number one in my heart. But I think um, boxing, I'm now very, very into it and I'm, I'm just committed to training three to four times a week with my uh, boxing trainer and I'm going to train for my first amateur fight, dog. Oh, well, shit. Yo, yeah. you know I'm about to be front row. Hell yeah, bro. So, Yo, I got to get, get, get me on the coaching staff for that. I mean, we got to yeah. get some dope swag like to walk you out. Bro, that walkout's going to be yeah. fucking insane. What song are you going to walk out to? I don't know yet. That's a good question, man. Um, I might, you know, I might fuck some around. Some AI Drake? You know what? I might, <laughs> I, I, might, I might do some AI Drake, some of that Winter's Cold. I really fuck with that one. But I might... If I had to choose one right now, it'd be a Skepta song called Bellator. I feel like that one for me really fires me up. We can maybe edit in some of that. Um, but I want to I bring it back, man, because we do got to wrap up the pod pretty soon. We're, we're getting up there. One oh, thing, what is time, Deep? I know. What is time? What is time? It's what not is... like Jamie and I are recording after this. <laughs> um, one of the kind of like last few things I do want to want to touch on is the whole TEDx experience, man. Ooh. Because, and if you're comfortable talking about it, because to me, it's one of those things where I feel like this is just fucking unfair, mm -hmm. but I do feel like it's going to result in a bigger story if you zoom out enough. Mm -hmm. But I want to hear your perspective on it, because I know this is really a blow. Oh, man. Um, dude, if I'm being completely honest, I still haven't really had time or space to like actually process mm -hmm. the whole situation. I found out. Um, I found out Wednesday and then I went to Summit at Sea the next day. So I didn't really have time to like... And you were just in Oklahoma. Like, yeah. yeah, like I yeah. literally, I did text my girl though, like while I was at Summit at Sea and I was like, I, I just texted her things that were on my mind. And I was like, yo, like, I know this hurts way more than I'm feeling right now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because I haven't really given myself the chance to process the one thing that i'm certain of is that i'm gonna fight the fucking shit out of this because like bro it's really fucked up it's very very like fucked up what what's actually happening on the back end of it mm -hmm. um especially considering you know i paid a lot of money for a tedx coach who is familiar with 
all of the landscape. He's been in this space for a long time. And now like for them to like not take accountability and, and, and kind of like, so they're definitely going to be hearing a lot um, from me. And I haven't really taken intentional time to like, think of like, how am I exactly going to use this to, to build something bigger? I know I will. Mm -hmm. Um, I just haven't, to be honest, like sat with myself yet. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough, man. Hey, but, but on the next podcast, round I'll, two. I'll, I'll ask round that, two. that question again for but, sure. But bro, it, yeah. Like, I guess, I mean, it just, if I know things are going to work themselves out, um, but devastating, mm. like devast, like talking about anger, right? I'm probably one of the most rational and emotionally aware people that I know. And I was so fucking pissed when I found out mm. when this guy sent me a voice note and he told me that I called him back, bro. And I just went fucking off on him. I was like, what the fuck? You don't even have the decency to call me, bro. You're leaving me a fucking voice note, bro. Yeah. You know how much I dedicated three years of my life to this shit. So I just went off. I was like, I'm not fucking holding back, bro. You're going to understand how fucking pissed I am. And that's going to inspire you to hopefully take action and get this shit fixed. And if it doesn't, like people are going to know about that too. So, you know, karma is a real fucking thing. Like that's one thing I've learned, bro. The truth will reveal itself. It always fucking does. It's just a matter of time. And, um, it's going to be, it's going to be impactful and special whenever it does fully get heard. Ball don't lie. Um, Ball don't lie. You are the founder of Microdosing Mastermind. I want to talk about it um, before we end off the podcast. How can, what is it? What, how can people get involved? Mm. What's the mission? What's it all about? That's how I want to end this. I appreciate that, man. So I'll start off by answering the last question. I mean, the more and more work that we've done, I launched the mastermind 18 months ago and man, at this point we've worked with almost 200 people all over the world. And really, I think what we do is actually remind people who they fucking are. Mm. So many people throughout this human experience get so disconnected from their true essence yep. and they get blinded by a relationship they get steered away into working a job that they don't even like. They become a slave to big pharma and all these medications fuck with their gut, their hormones, and they forget who they are. So my mission is to actually help people remember who they are. Mm. And we have a very intentional process in which we work them through. It's like an eight week foundational experience where we're getting their morning routine dialed in. We're, we're, dialing in their nutrition, their sleep. We're doing a lot of subconscious reprogramming work and that's where the medicine is really beneficial because it helps you rewire and recalibrate your neural connections in a very unique way. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that and then- Let's talk about these a bit, man. What oh, makes them special? Oh, these that, chocolates. That, that, oh, wow. that any old chocolate you yeah, can get at, at a store. Um, Let's get a- So yeah, so- First of all, for the mastermind, we don't use the chocolates. We okay. use we use the capsules. Cool. And 
Is that because it's just an easier uh, thing to control? It's like it's very. This is very like like mild? or or mic exactly. It's very microdosing is very sub perceptual. It's very subtle. So I work with a lot of high performers, a lot of parents, a lot of entrepreneurs. So obviously, I want them to be able to show up for their families for their mission in the most powerful present way possible. This medicine helps them do that without well, empowering them. them. Yeah, they're not tripping. Exactly, exactly. So they're just more tuned in. And honestly, man, if you can become more present, that's the most powerful quality to have. Most people are fucking running on distractions. Mm -hmm. They can't even maintain their attention span for 60 seconds and they think they have ADHD when they really don't. They just need to understand how to fucking focus on something that actually matters and how to eliminate all the external noise, mm. right? Like that's the best skill you can cultivate is presence. It's going to take your relationships, your mission, your everything to the next fucking level. Um, but the chocolates, the chocolates, bro, these are really special because they're specifically designed to use the highest quality superfoods in the world. So we have like lion's mane, cordyceps, uh, spirulina, all of these things that are really powerful ingredients to boost your gut health, your brain health. And when you combine that with psilocybin, bro, it just gets you on such a beautiful level. So people can microdose with these, they can macrodose with those. I don't really make these available unless you're like a close homie. Or um, my students get them as like a graduation gift after eight weeks. Nice. We send them a, a certificate of completion and they get a chocolate as well, nice. which allows them to explore a little deeper if they choose. Um, but yeah, uh, they're fire. Beautiful. It's starting to hit right now, actually. <laughs> you feeling it? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Here's how I want to end off this podcast, man. One final question for you, my brother, because I'm going to have you on many times. I know we can't cover everything in this short period of time, but what are you excited about, man? What's next for you? What, what's, what gets you up in the morning? What's, like, what's next? Dude, that's, that's so crazy you asked me that at this moment. I'm sure I'll dive deeper with, uh, with Jamie on this too, but um, the thing that excites me now the most out of anything is definitely the relationship that I'm in. Mm. Yeah. Like I've never um I've never loved someone this type of way. Wow. So for me I always thought that being in a relationship was going to steal away mm. from my mission, from my purpose, from just living the life that I love. And I realized like with this person, it amplifies everything. Mm -hmm. Like just being in her presence makes me want to be better. So that's that green flag energy, bro. That's that green <laughs> flag energy. Um, so honestly, like genuinely, like that's the shit that I'm most excited about. Cause like, I know I'm going to take care of all the other stuff. I know I'm going to continue working on myself. And I feel like now it's really that time to um, bring in someone uh to share this life with so i'm just excited as fuck for that i'm excited for you boys to meet her she comes in on sunday two yeah i mean she comes in on sunday so um she's gonna be here for a couple weeks um so we'll be vibing dude i appreciate you so much i love you my brother thank you so much for coming on that was fire bro